Hello, and welcome back to the Artistically Ars Newcast podcast. This is a different type of episode this week, as this episode is going out on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I didn't want it to go out like the usual episodes, as this is a more relaxed one and a bit more of a sort of one. That this one hasn't got much to edit it than this, so it... In whichever way I'm saying this, it's just going to go out as it is. As I thought, I didn't want to spend too much time editing over the Christmas and to be able to enjoy the uh, Christmas periods, stress-free of thinking about editing. As with the podcast, I say, it's really enjoyable doing these interviews, but doing some but doing editing, it does get a while to get back to, and it's probably like the most effort you put in with a podcast I find myself anyway because I like to to notice I turned into quite perfectionist with the editing and I do and will reflect on what it's been like returning to the podcast in this episode. This episode only lasts a few minutes so don't worry as you won't be spending too long with us. I'll say this I will Ep- new ep- uh, regular episodes will return on New Year's Day in the regular format of an interview and and then on a- after every Sunday evening after that, as I say. Uh, and they'll be in the same time of 2200 hours, but this one will be going out at, in an, at least in the morning time, so maybe 6am or... Uh, 8am UK time, I'm not 100% what time we're going to put this, but make sure it's ready out, so any time on Christmas Day you can just tune into this, click on your podcasting app, and just hit to play and listen to this conversation. As I said, if fancy sort of week from editing and producing a podcast on Christmas Day, because normally I spent the Sundays doing the editing of the podcast and sorting the links out and I say this one's a bit more but talking a bit on my side so you're not going to have much of an interview anyway so I you know and on Christmas Eve and to be able to relax and enjoy yourself so I say it's uh, like I wanted to do, do this episode I say like was determined even to get an episode out on Christmas Day. I want to be able to make a routine for yourself, the Lister, a routine for myself. As over the, when I started back this podcast beforehand, I didn't have much of a routine with the first series, as I took a random bit of a break. As I quite said when I didn't return back, I didn't quite know by the break happened, but I guess with the, like, it being a, in a pandemic era and the year of the pandemic and previous burnout the year before, it was quite a struggle any, thinking about keeping on with the podcast because I guess you don't know when you sometimes you start one project. You just don't know where you're going with it and sometimes can start something when when we as a neurodivergent person and you just don't see it completion for a bit and it's easy enough to start doing one thing I find as myself I'm a good initiator but I'm 
you know, like we did. So staying in art and staying in art for months ahead and years, it does take some commitment. Especially, like, if sometimes you end up doubting yourself as you do, you know, like, you have knock on your confidence, as sometimes I did when started this podcast. You, like, a few years back, I was it in 2020, and as I said, knock on the mental health that the pandemic had, it make it hard to sustain an art. And that's why somehow I ended on that week, but I'm happy to be returning. And as I say in the question, I'll reflect that. So, it's tough sometimes when they were divergent and no one meant to find that confidence to keep going with something. As I say, it's easy enough to try something. Well, it's harder to try something than it is to actually stick around. Uh, uh, harder to try something and stick around to do it than it is to like uh, you know take a break and wait a while but I'm just so pleased to be doing this again as I said you know like with Christmas you know like not much as you know goes on you know on Christmas day itself apart from all the like meal eating in the cowlings Presents opened, games played, dinners and dessert set. But I'll say, you know, like nothing much goes out or, you know, like for for yourself too. So I thought if you're having like a quite a quiet like Christmas Day where you're just by yourself and, you know, there's no, you find there's nothing much on TV or radio, then I thought having a podcast episode that can drop on Christmas Day would be quite nice for yourself if you have found yourself listening to this podcast regularly and I hope you have and I hope you enjoy this and I just want to make sure that there's an episode goes out so you feel a bit of a routine in yourself and that I guess like there's some a voice that you can feel a bit welcomed into your life you know like and you know like less lonely then and that's I guess the purpose of starting this podcast before and sustaining it as you just do these projects to hopefully get something back out for back from and as I said this doing is about building a community and that community is hopefully something I've and to be able to do throughout next year. And I say, if, you know, you listen to this, you know, contact New, New Rainbow Project on social media with our, our handle or email newcast at A-A-R-O-W-C-R-E-O on social, on email. And then, then you know, at least check and know you listen and you know, like, and I think that that's the thing I went from this podcast is to be able to hear who's been listening and be able to actually make connections from for knowing that this podcast is helping people and people are listening to this. As I say, like, many listeners and many of the top cast, uh, podcast episodes reflect on mental health and mental illnesses 
on the scissors time with you when I was saying, you know, like, you know, like you, the songs, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But for many people, it can be quite challenging and a struggle on your mental health. As I said, the podcast reflects on mental health and mental illness, as I said, that, you know, like some some of the listeners will experience that. And as I said, the many guests experienced struggles with that. And as you know, it's, then it's quite a struggle at this time of year, as with the, this time of year, it's the winter solstice in the northern atmosphere. And then with this time of year, it can feel quite dark. And then that can sometimes be reflective in a mood where the lack of sunlight. But as I said, with like, it's supposed to be the season of uh, togetherness, but at Christmas, it can feel a quite lonely time. Even at the time where they support, and that it's difficult then, you know, being a season of togetherness, as I said, when it's quite lonely, and then you, you find yourself, you know, like struggling because it's quite a reflective season where you reflect on your past and you kind of have vivid me memories of Christmas gone by with family, with, and I know for some people then it's like a time for like if like where some experiences are attached with to trauma or and you remember like family you may have lost and people are you still not in contact with so that that I understand how Christmas can be quite a difficult season and quite difficult to run for many people and I just went to the in when I talking about Christmas in the Christmas episode that I went to the reflection of the neurodivergent experience of Christmas. I went to reflect to some of the challenges people have and the nuances of it. As I've seen many people sharing about the experience of being autistic at Christmas time on Instagram. And as I say, some people like don't see this as a like whether they favourite times you or like of a time you when it's actually one of the least fever time zero. So I understand that and it's a time where like for autistic neurodivergent people routines can be disruptive and it feels like something that they, is out of their control and where you kind of overwhelmed and overstimulated by the surprises and it, the unexpectations of it. So it, it's a season where you need to peace yourself and find ways of looking after yourself and self-care and finding ways of working out with like always in your life of what can be done to make sure you're not overstimulated and end up with sensory overloads and to avoid meltdowns and shutdowns and burnouts. So as I think with help with the help of like seasonal flu, uh, coughs, colds, that and the break from break that Christmas is, it can, uh, you know, cause some of the uh, burnouts have been rising under you for a while. And that, as I said, that seasonal mood dip, that, as I said, the experience of that seasonal mood effect of just feeling a bit down in the press, at the same year, which can be struggle for many of us.
then I can lead to pronouncing itself. And it's all about the thing, you finding ways about talking about it and making sure people understand and empathise with you and now you can work out things together that can make this lot easier to manage because finally winter season's quite hard to, to stay determined and to uh, do things within your day to day so that even without even the fact of Christmas it's the winter season that can be difficult for many and especially at a time where you know it's financially quite difficult and financially difficult heat and the food the things you might need at this time of year and that that's something I would reflect when to reflect on in the podcast in the new year. As I said it's something things raise a surface and I just hope you can have a like a Chris, happy enough Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, wherever you celebrate, or happy holiday seasons, and when that you can hopefully manage to enjoy in a way, however you enjoy, and celebrate these holidays if you do celebrate. And as I said, hopefully, you can do it all right enough. And I'd say many people will be, I know people in. Listeners in America or Canada may be affected by the weather and winter storms, and that will be a struggle for many disabled listeners listening. Then, and said the season for the neurodivergent people is very like need the helpful tips, and you know, like I said, it can be like for people with sensor processing disorder, autism, ADHD, dyspraxia. Of executive function issues, it's harder then to plan and organise Christmas and need ways of managing the practical stuff you need to do over Christmas and then the emotional side of things. So then, that's the thing. I always found Christmas for myself as a time where least feels a bit more bright, bright and more of like a element of joy in the darkness of the time of year and I'll say that that's not the case for many but it can be something where I at least enjoy being around my own family I'm feeling a bit more like this just like a glimmer of like that I like moment you know of Christmas and that you know bright day that's why I enjoy about it myself. So right now we're gonna gonna pass over to hearing from uh, some past guests, two past guests on the series, uh, Rosemary and Lars from the series. You're gonna hear them in a second. Lynn, and I guess it's a bit of a ramble and longer than probably invented it to be. And as I said, they're not editing this. Uh, First of all, will be Rosemary, and Rosemary will have a question for myself. So, what is Christmas like for me? <laughs> well, it's a lot of, it's always been a lot of running around because um, I happen to just have a very geographically spread out um, family. So, it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of driving, a lot of traveling. Um, 
So it's it's always been a lot of running around, and I'm exhausted. I'm always exhausted by the end of it, but, you know, family is family. So how am I celebrating? Uh, just to give a bit of context, um, I, my spouse and I have been living in Morocco for the past year and a half. And uh, so since we moved, um, we've been going back to Canada twice a year where we're both from to visit family uh, and a big part of that is the Christmas part of that so we're dividing up the time between being in Toronto where my parents are and being in Pembroke which is close to the bureaucratic uh, capital of Ottawa uh, to basically uh, see as much of our family as we possibly can before we go back to Morocco for a bit. My question for Aaron. Okay, so this is quite a general one. Uh, what has been your favorite part of relaunching the podcast recently? What is your favorite memory so far? I kind of think that I should have really tried to do some sort of like Christmassy sound effects for some of this, but it would be in Bitcoins. But thanks for uh, the question, both Maria. And just to make it sound quite natural. Uh, so the things I, the f- most thing I found uh, I enjoyed since starting the podcast back and we launched it is to start to talk to people and find a way of exploring neurodivergency again and talking about it with other people. Because as I say, in real life, I haven't got many people that related to the experience of neurodivergent, being neurodivergent from being able to relate in a first way experience. I can talk to my mother and sister about being neurodivergent, but something if you can talk to an actually autistic person or dyspraxic person about their dyspraxia and dyspraxia and autism with a person, and then that's quite... Uh, something I find so I've been able to talk to somebody and find stuff I can relate with. I also enjoy being able to start in this back and hear uh, guests' stories and I had some fascinating stories as some of it you've heard already and you'll hear for January. It's, it's about hearing like what people are saying being you able to give people a space where they can t- tell their stories and ask people about their stories and life and to be able to actually say that with other people and for them to say that with me and trust me with that is quite privilege for myself and something I'm grateful I've been able to get the chance to do when booking guests. Favourite memory will definitely be as but one of the favourites anyway is when uh, Lydia Wilkins had her on a guest. She actually was the one who contacted me first of all to arrange the interview. I didn't actually ask her to come on firstly. She actually asked me if I would, if she wants to come on, if I would like to have her on my podcast. And I said, yeah, I'd love to get you on. Because I was looking at the uh, emails sent to me and I could tell if, if I, I would definitely thought of getting her on and she was the right guest of it, my podcast. And to be able to have somebody to get 
like only like three weeks back doing a podcast to say oh I want to be able to come on your podcast and talk to, to you about my book that's yet coming out so for people to be able to reach out and like chase like to voluntarily come on and for people to actually like best me say like as you have Rosemary and say oh I want to be on your podcast can I and uh, yeah this I'll definitely be on your podcast to talk about stuff like this on your book I I have enjoyed that and it's been quite a great productive po- project for me myself as I'm not, not in employment myself as I did start to make a degree before and uh, I found within the first few weeks of uni far too stressful a change and overwhelming for myself and to be able to know after uh, like a year or two out uh, to have like a space where I can start to do something productive again with my days and something like I can learn to enjoy and learn to enjoy the editing of it but more of all it's the interviews and chatting to people I got some ideas like first and with what I went to do with this and it's just given me something to do and like like something very exciting to do with the future of like find it finding something and hopefully I can build a career out of or build something from and I realised that to be able to like help and support other people understand any more divergent experience. I always naturally enjoyed the format of like radio or podcasts and listening to things and so to be able to find a space for myself to to do that I, I have found that quite enjoyable and enjoyable about doing a podcast and I think it's about something that I can quite quite have in my week to do and like get to plan out and get to have amazing guests on and to be able to discuss quite interesting and telling issues and issues we should talk about and as I said I've been asking people at the end of the podcast is for the solutions of for to make a uh, better place for the world divergent people. I want to do the, these with conversations with, and next year with videos, with articles, about different things. So it's actually about giving some sort of open enjoyment for myself and for other people. And as I said, I want to build a community and provide with people and to have something, have a project that can help me be myself and find myself more with. So that's the, like the memory and big takeaway of starting this out. As like the previous bits of the last few years have been a bit blurred with the pandemic and just not having like, like a job or a particular project to myself. I have been like doing stuff like gardening and painting that so it's in a will enjoying like the rest of the spring and, and winter but it's nice just to have uh, something that feels a bit like I could develop a career out of and 
something out of that. So that's what I'm looking forward to continuing with this podcast. Christmas for neurodivergent people is different for everybody, really. But I find that you're either end of a scale. So you either really, really love Christmas or you really, really dislike Christmas. I think that there's no in-between. I think that's the same with a lot of things for neurodivergent people. I really, really like Christmas and my kids kind of really don't like Christmas. We celebrate Christmas differently in our house. Originally, because both my children are neurodivergent, we did a present a day for Advent rather than overwhelming them on Christmas Day with all of their gifts. Plus, my son's birthday is Christmas Day. He was actually born on Christmas Day. So we've always done it slightly different. Now that the children are older and they're well, one of them's an adult and one of them's nearly an adult. We do Christmas on Christmas Eve. So we have our Christmas dinner and our presents on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day is my son's birthday. A Christmas memory for me is <laughs> therefore going to be going into labour and giving birth on Christmas Day. My son wasn't due until January, but my warts broke on Christmas Eve and I ended up having him on Christmas Day. So Christmas 2005 was me and him in hospital. And yeah, that's a, a bit of a memory for me. So, Aaron, I would like to know, do you eat a traditional Christmas dinner? Ah, thanks for coming on to uh, ask that question and say your Christmas memory and happy birthday to you, to your son on your on Christmas Day, Laws, and with you, you seven, your memories of Christmas. As you said, Christmas can be a challenge for autistic people. Some of us will really struggle with it, and some of us will kind of or like really or can I just like get and as I said earlier in the episode like some of us will find overwhelmed or like past experiences that we uh you know like negatively remember from Christmas or or like some of it's like that kind of festive joy as as I seen like uh before like uh on Instagram recently some people like like uh see Matilda Bramble men of the past guests. As uh, she like said of like the elf elf from the movie Elf could or Buddy the Elf even could be autistic t- has or displays autistic traits and uh, somebody said the Prince kinda like expresses that as well. But you can see that. And like I guess that's one way of like full fiction you could get like theories that could suggest that there are ways that autism can be po- you know totally different things of how we could enjoy or not enjoy Christmas but as I say for myself it, Christmas is something that I always kind of like enjoyed but like sometimes I've found be overwhelming but as I said it, it's like I've as I've earlier said something I found to look forward to and as you said you found ways of for your children of peace and then managing it as for yourself and to also make sure that you can have a way of for for your son anyway that that on Christmas Day that as it's his birthday that it can be his birthday and not overshadowed by Christmas which I, I guess for your son and yourself is has been quite an important thing for myself. I've tend to always had quite traditional Christmas dinner only until the Christmas tw- uh, 2019 that kind of changed as I 
became vegetarian in, in uh, tr- uh, 2019. I would have been, for May 2019, now I became vegetarian. And that was kind of because it was like the fed of the meat and like kind of like seeing the more claimed activism thing at a, you know, uh, thing at a time. And I thought like, I go meat free one day or but then I'll end up being like, it's like all or nothing with things, so end up becoming quite a veg- vegetarian. So it, it used to, it used, as I said, I used to, would have like a turkey be, before in the past, and for now the Christmas dinner tends to consist of a net roast, and I did enjoy uh, my mushroom from Tesco before, and it always tends to consist of like the kind of traditional. Christmas beds, you know, like for autistic people, some, you know, like you tend to opt for your, uh, you know, uh, comfort foods that might be a different meal for than what you, the rest of your family uh, has ate. But it's always kind of been like going up with that traditional thing, and I guess I'm gonna end up enjoying it anyway, the kind of like traditional fit, and then. I tend to enjoy the Christmas food. It's kind of like that nibbly snack of the party food and like some of the treats that can be fit. So, yeah, that's kind of how we do well. Christmas lunch tend to have it, like from around like midday to like in in the afternoon time, and then spend off just like like me, my mum, and sister at home. Then in the afternoon, tend to grow up either grandparents or all else this Christmas would be my auntie and uncle's house to pop there for Christmas afternoon and which will have food after cheese bowls to contend with and so I'll be wrapping up this podcast episode in a short sec now and as I said as I said that's that answer then and so all I have to do now is wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year and however you celebrate and as I said if you want to contact the podcast you know the links I see mothers before and you kind of got a taste into how I celebrate Christmas what it's been like getting a podcast back up and running as I said I shall drop Christmas early on Christmas day so whenever you, you want to tune in you can do that Thank you very much for tuning in and have a good rest of your holiday season. That's done. Oh.